Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all today? I hope that you are well and calm and peaceful wherever you are in the world. Today in the United Kingdom, we've had thunderstorms and lightning and lots and lots of rain. So, but you know, it's one of those things we have to take each day and each moment with the joy that it brings. And for everything out there, there is a season and a reason. Now, I often ask myself this and have many conversations with people what is success? And how do we measure success? Is it through money, fame, or fortune? And what does success actually mean for each of us? Because what one person perceives as success, it doesn't necessarily mean that for the next person that holds true. And I believe that we each must try to realize wholeheartedly and accept the beautiful truth that what matters is what gives us peace and serenity and joy and that is ultimately what success is we can't measure success by anyone else's views or ways of living or comparing each other's lives only by what we do in our own life And only then we can be free to live our life as we like. Sometimes it's very difficult to make a change and start a new life. But with the right guidance and help, anything is possible. Now, in today's episode, I have the real pleasure of the company of a very delightful lady who is highly successful in her career and that is Betty Kemper and she actually does just that. She helps people make changes to live a more fulfilling life. Betty is one of the industry's top executive career change coaches. She specializes in helping corporate women transition out of unfulfilling jobs and into careers they love using her signature five-step career bliss coaching formula which she devised herself and her clientele list is very impressive also it includes executive women from companies such as google sephora PayPal, Workday, and numerous other Fortune 500 companies. Betty is actually a thought leader in the industry who writes and speaks on various topics, building a six-figure coaching business, overcoming imposter syndrome, dream career clarity, and effective career change strategy. And today, she's going to share some of her wisdom her knowledge, and her very successful journey with us. Welcome, Betty. Hi, Mimi. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Me too. I'm very excited, Betty. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm so good. It's uh, morning time over here uh, in Denver, and uh, it's a beautiful day outside, and I'm feeling good. I love that. You know, when when my guests say, 
I'm here and it's like other parts of the world. I think that is in itself is so exciting that here we are, you are on the other side of the world and here I am and we are sharing this moment together and with the listeners. Isn't that just absolutely fabulous? I love that. I know it's the beauty of technology and this uh, just being able to be connected to people across the world, even when we're not connected. So it, it's really special. It is. It, it is very, very special. And it's something that's, although each different um, moment is precious, somehow the technology, the goodness of the technology, because there are some things that are not so good also, as with everything, but the goodness of technology allows us to have this time together. Now, Betty, tell us a little bit, you know, your work is so impressive and what you do, and you are a very successful lady. Please share with the listeners a little bit about how you began and how you got to where you are today. Sure, I would be glad to. So um, thank you for the great intro. Um, I, like you said, I'm an executive career change coach and I help mid to senior level corporate women transition out of unfulfilling jobs and into roles they love. But before getting into this line of work, I, you know, I was very, I was very similar to my clients that I help. I was in a corporate communications role for over a decade in the corporate world. And, you know, during that time, I struggled with what I call a case of the shoulds, a case of the shoulds. Um, you know, I majored in communications in college, so I followed a career in corporate communications, mm -hmm. right? It, it only made sense to get into that line of work. That's what I should do. Um, my, my father was a corporate HR executive and I always looked up to him, so it made sense for me to go after a corporate career. That's what I should do. And what I saw happening over time is that I would get settled at a company and I would tell myself, this is it. This is your dream role. You should be happy here. But, right, but I wouldn't be. And something always felt off. I felt like a square peg in a round hole, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. I just knew that I felt unfulfilled. And part of the reason I stayed stuck, which I, I find a lot of people do, is I didn't have the clarity on what would make me happy. Um, so what, I would switch companies. I, I would say, mm. oh, it must be this company, right? Let me let me switch companies. And the joke was that, you know, that I had with myself was that I was incredible in between jobs, interviewing, branding myself, negotiating. I, the in-between time, I was a rock star. But then I would <laughs> land the job and it was like a balloon deflating. Mm. So essentially, I was white knuckling it through my corporate career. Um, but it just wore me down. That you know, I had work, lack of work-life balance and toxic workplace culture and playing politics and just lack of passion around the job I did. You know, I, I've been through layoffs. Um, and at a certain point, I knew something had to give. And that's really where I activated my first, what I call my first superpower, which is reading and research. So I literally have read every book under the sun on finding your passion and career change. I've taken every assessment. I did all the introspective work. And what I noticed was there are patterns when you do this kind of intensive work. And for me, all signs pointed to career coaching. And that's how I really came to understand upon that deep introspection, I feel most alive when helping others find their passion, nail an interview, negotiate, land a job. And that's when I've discovered my, my superpower, my next superpower, career coaching. And you talk about, I know, having a wake-up call that finally pushed you into this particular calling in life. What was that exactly? Yeah, honestly, I think it was being laid off because it felt like, it honestly felt like I would have clung to that toxic, bad job um, forever because I, I felt 
I felt like I should be happy. I should, you know, I'm in a successful role. This should be it for me. And I think kind of getting pushed off that ledge um, was a gift because it allowed me to be like, wait a second, maybe I don't want to go back into this. Mm. Um, and I used my severance money not to buffer myself, you know, with, you know, what you usually use your severance money for is to buffer yourself. Instead, I invested all that money in um, going and getting certified as a career coach, um, which, you know, I'm so grateful I did. And how long was it that you worked in your other career in the corporate world before you decided on becoming a career coach? Almost a decade. Almost wow. a decade in the corporate world. Um, and again, a lot of company switching because I kept thinking maybe it's the company, maybe it's the location, maybe, you know, it's all these things. And it wasn't, it just wasn't my fit. And now you are an expert in your field, Betty. What is the most important thing in your career right now you feel that you can help others that you were unable to do before? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, so it's interesting because one of the things I help my clients do is create a personal mission statement. So I help my clients figure out what you were designed to do. What's your why? What were you put on this earth to do? And what's interesting is even for myself, I had written my own mission statement many, many years ago before I even knew what a coach was. And I just remember I, I was, I had bought this book on, you know, one of the many books on finding your passion. And it had me write my personal mission statement, which is, um, I want to help others find and achieve their passion. That I just knew in my heart was what I was put on this earth to do. And to be honest, and at the time I was in my corporate role, I, I, it was like a crazy moment because I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't do that. I'm not doing what I feel like in my heart I was meant to do. And now I've stepped into living that mission. That's amazing, you know, that you are now in a position that is so satisfying that you are able to help other people reach that. Now, how does one get clarity? For example, if someone is to come to you and to say to you, look, you know what, Betty, I'm so unhappy with my job. I don't know what to do. I haven't got the courage to do it. How do we begin this process? Is this through your, um, five-step career bliss formula how do we start that whole thing yeah so it that is what i use to to kick it off with women that come to me and you know a lot of people want to jump straight into step two and step two is getting the clarity on what's next um, but what i encourage my clients to do is start with step one and step one is overcoming your own self-sabotage right? Which is, the, are you clinging to some limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck? Um, are you attaching to the wrong kind of thought? Um, do you have an inner critic or saboteur that's overriding, um, you know, your, your dream of going out and doing something you love? Um, is it just straight up fear of failure? Um, so I like to tackle that first, the self-sabotage, because um, once we get to step two, you know, we could find you the perfect role, but if you don't get over the, the gunk that's going on on the inside, you're not going to reach out and grab the brass ring once you see it. So step one and step two um, are critical in conjunction. And how difficult is that? Because I know a lot of people, um, clients as well as friends that find they have a dream and it's something they've always wanted to do. And they build this whole thing around it. And they even, you know, embark upon a training course to change their life. And then suddenly, something inside them says, do you know what? You can't do this. You, you're not good enough for this. And all of that time and all of that courage spent 
is lost in a second. Yeah. How this is, I find through my work with people, and I don't know about you, and it's similar because we're, we're in the helping profession, but it's that point that it then is somehow 10 times as difficult to lift that person back up because for some reason they want to self-sabotage. Yeah. And what is that? What is that, Betty, have you found? Yeah, well... (laughs) Man, I mean, we could talk about this forever. I know, it's so I know, but it's such, an inter- it's such an interesting subject. It, it is. It's so deep-seated. And, you know, I guess here's what I would say. I mean, there's a couple things to say here. Um, first, I think it's perfectly normal. I think that's number one is, you know, a lot of people I work with think, oh, gosh, is it just me? Why am I so afraid or why am I beating myself or, you know, why, why do I feel stuck in molasses? And so number one is, it's not just you. <laughs> it's all of us. It's the human condition. That's just how it is. We have that lizard brain that tries to tell us we need to do X, Y, Z to stay safe and small and secure. Um, so it's a constant battle of, of overcoming that and reminding yourself um, of who you really are and what you were really meant to do. So number one is it's very normal. I would be surprised to work with someone that didn't have any of that. That would be strange. Um, and number two, I would just say, you know, so I, my significant other is um, a strength and conditioning specialist. He's in the health field. And, you know, a lot of times I see similarities to my field and, and his because his clients come to him saying, hey, you know, I want to, you know, get muscular or I want to lose weight. And it's the same thing as with my clients. You know, they have these dreams and goals, but with his clients, they can't just come to the gym one time and Mm -hmm. expect to achieve that goal. That would be insane. They have to show up consistently, lift weights, eat clean, drink water, all the things consistently, and lace up your shoes and show up even when you don't feel like it. And it's the same thing with my clients, with coaching. You can't, it's not going to be a one and done coaching session where we dig deep into your limiting beliefs or fear of failure, and then you can ride off into the sunset. You have to be consistently working those affirmations, working with your coach, anchoring to your personal mission statement. Um, It's consistent work. That's the difficult part, isn't it? It's the consistency to remain loyal to your destination and to your dream. This is where a lot of people lose their way and remain, I suppose, in that rut Mm -hmm. and can't leave it. So how how does it work? Do the, do the people come to you and you give them a strategy? Is it different for each person? For example, is it like, I don't know, a four week, a two month, three month course that you coach them? How does the actual process work for people out there who are interested in doing something like this? Yeah. So the process is a six-month process for everyone, Um, and I created it very intentionally that way, um, partly because, you know, it takes the average job seeker five months. Five months it takes the average job seeker, and the work that I'm doing with people, it's more than just let me get you into a new role, and we accelerate that, um, but we're also doing that inner work and the fear work and the inner critic work and the clarity work. Um, so what I've found is six months is really the sweet spot of how long it takes to get people from point A to point B. So by the time I release them back out into the wild, um, we both feel good about it and, and they can you know conf- confidently embrace that new role. Um, now the The other part of your question, though, does the process look exactly the same for everybody? No. So I do have five steps I walk everybody through, but it's customized to the human that I'm working with. So, for example, some people, yeah, it depends Mm. on the human. So some people have more limiting beliefs 
and we really focus on that. Some mm. people have more of the inner critic, so we have to focus on that. Some are just um, kind of frozen in fear. So it really depends. Everybody's on their own journey. So that's part of my work is identifying where are you in your journey right now, where do you want to be, and what are the roadblocks holding you back? Which is very important because you are actually their guide through that process, which can be very scary for people. Yes. And you are the bridge to their new life. Yeah, well, and I like the word you use. I'm, I'm a guide, right? Like I'm, I, I don't have a magical answer that I'm going to give you, um, but I am trained to pull it out of you, right? I believe, and, and I think you as well, it's our clients have infinite power within yeah. them. And we are trained to pull that out of them and to believe in them even when they don't believe in themselves. Yes, that's very powerful, actually. And it's just to see the light in them and in their power when sometimes we all have those moments when we can't see it within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, with regards to someone, say, for example, I was to come to you because I really want people to understand this and the listeners to understand that change is possible. And fear does not have to dominate your life, especially in these times that we're in now, because many people have lost their jobs or will lose their jobs, and they're going to have to look at something different. Mm -hmm. And there will be a point of, you know, frozen with fear for a lot of people, because what they've done maybe for many years is all they know. How can you help somebody that has, for example, been in a company for 10 years or done a particular role for 10 years, but that role is no longer there and they have to change? What advice would you give to somebody like that? Yeah. Well, you know, first I would say I, I get it. You know, I've, I've been there and I mean, if it's hard when you're in that moment because it's a scary moment to be in, but truly sometimes it takes being pushed off that ledge um, to give you the freedom and the permission to go after something that's bigger and better and will make you happier than you ever were. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, and then, you know, I guess what I would say is, you know, fear, the concept of fear and, and feeling afraid, um, mm. You know, there's, there's different ways to look at fear. Um, first off, what I tell people is um, fear is not a red light or an indicator to stop. Fear is a green light. Fear is a cue to move forward. And I think a lot of people that feel afraid tell themselves, oh, it must mean I want to avoid going in that direction. But the truth is that indifference is actually the desire to avoid. So fear simply means discomfort with not knowing how to approach something of interest, and that's okay. Um, you, you can feel fear and still move forward and do it anyways. I've never heard that, actually, and I like it a lot. So explain that concept, Betty, because when you think of fear, and if you were to say the word fear to people, a lot of people would think of, for example, the word stop or danger or the color red, everything just to stop what you're doing and stop in your tracks. But you've actually said a very, very interesting um, point. It's actually a green light. Mm -hmm. how, uh, how is that? Yeah, I mean, fear will, fear will never go away as long as we continue to grow. Fear will never go away. So if you stay in your own little sphere and you don't move a muscle um, and you're not growing, um, first off, that's very unnatural for humans is to stay stagnant like that. Um, so it's almost like you have to change your perception of fear. Um, fear means you're growing. And isn't that the whole point that we're growing and that we're learning um, the other thing I like to tell people is change your relationship with bravery. 
So instead of thinking about, oh my gosh, the fear, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Um, instead of focusing on the fear, focus on the act of being brave. Um, there was this. I love uh, that. Yeah. And I heard this in, it's something by um, Caroline Paul, and she's the author of The Gutsy Girl, um, Escapades for Your Life of Epic Adventure. But she talks about that, adopting that paradigm of bravery over fear. Um, she used to be a firefighter. Um, and, and she, you know, she was surrounded by other um, men who were firefighter. And it's, you know, um, so she talked about going into a burning building and how scared she felt. And she said, but so were the men. She goes, the fear was not a reason to quit. I put my fear where it belonged behind my feelings of focus confidence and courage and then i headed with my crew into the burning building and that's i love thinking about that when it comes to fear it's it's not going to go away just yeah. put it where it belongs in the back seat and even now as you're talking and i'm thinking about what you're saying um with regards to fear and bravery and when i think about if for example you know we all have moments of fear in our life but when you actually say, well, look, it's not how scared I am. Let's see how brave I am. Yes. And that actually changes everything. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's a perception flip. Yes. Um, it's a perception flip. You know, someone else that talks about this, I, as you can tell, I, I, I love reading and researching. So I'm always quoting um, things I've read, but have you heard of Timothy Ferris, the uh, four-hour work week? No, I haven't. Timothy Ferris, he talks about this concept of micro-bravery, micro-bravery, and it's the idea of teaching yourself to be brave by taking small steps of action, and it's just this concept that bravery can be learned, so to get good at it, you need to practice it, take small risk on a daily basis, and you'll notice that every time you do something that scares you, you diminish your fear a little bit. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a wonderful idea. One step at a time. Absolutely, yeah. I think when people think about um, massive change, like a career change, it's, mm. it feels so massive that it's hard to wrap your head around that. Um, mm. But if instead you just focus on, you know, what's one small act of bravery I can do to move myself in that direction, one small act per day, it, it's bite-sized pieces that seem doable. It actually does change the shift in perspective, as you say, Betty, because I love that. I'm going to use that now because, you know, is how brave I am. You know, even the smallest things in life, like a spider, let's put a spider. Yes. We have a lot of spiders at the moment. And although I'm not too scared, I'm not exactly a fan, I have to say. And <laughs> as soon as I see one, I think, oh, has it got a big body? Oh, <laughs> If it's got a big body, then it must eat a lot. That means it must be dangerous. Oh, I need to be scared. But in fact, what I could say is, let's see how brave I am to stand up to this spider and let him get on with his life. It changes everything, in fact. Yes. And it's one of the best things I've heard in a very long time. So thank you for that. That is really, really helpful. Absolutely. That is such a helpful way because it is actually about a change of thought a change right. of thinking this is one of the most important things isn't it to do yeah i mean you you have to start there i know a lot of people especially again being out of work they want to oh the resume and the this and the that but you got to get your head on straight and you have to really embrace the belief first and this is a really good one no matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I can handle it. And you just embrace that. And then it's kind of like, bring it on. What do you got? Come on, life. What do you got next? What do you yeah. got next? Right? Yeah. And from there, you can start to build out that strategy. Here's what I want my career to look like. Here are the steps that it takes to achieve that. 
And now I'm going to execute those steps. And I'm also going to be consistently practicing my mindset work so that I, I stay strong. That muscle, that mind muscle stays strong and holds the course. Yes, in a way, it's like military training, army training. It's um, you get put through different types of training in order to become qualified and be able to tackle anything, isn't it? It, it takes time yes. to build that resilience, the resistance, the strength, the power. That's right. That's, right. That's a perfect analogy. It doesn't happen overnight. You're working that muscle and you have to consistently work that muscle. Yes, this is the thing. It's not about doing something for 10 days and leaving it for 50 days because it's pointless. I think even if it's a small thing, even if it's dietary, even if it's a way of life, even if it's a hobby, it has to be a daily practice, you know, yes. to get into that discipline. We need, I think, to train our minds to, I know some people might disagree with me here, but our minds are our tools and they're to be used Yes, to give us a more fulfilled life. You know, we have, we are, of course, the whole of a mind, a body and a spirit, but the mind is a very powerful thing and it can lead us to distraction or to good. Absolutely. And I, I am of the theory that um, your thoughts are going to trigger how you feel your emotions, how you feel is going to trigger how you act or how you don't act, how you show up and how mm. you show up will trigger the results you see in front of you. So if you want different results, you can't just change the action. You can't just change how you feel. You got to change the thought you're attaching yourself to that triggers the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. You have to change your mind in effect, in order to change your behavior. Because yes. we can behave how we want, but unless we've changed our minds and focused on what we're trying to achieve, that's why I think we fail. We can fail a lot because it's, there's no synergy in that on an energy point of view either. We're not Absolutely. working in unison, are we? And I know you talk about inner work and energy leadership. What is that, Betty? Yeah, so energy leadership is um, a part of how I was trained um, with my particular style of, of coaching. And it actually really goes back to um, what you and I were just discussing here, that combination of thought, feeling, action, and result that unique combination um, is going to create a certain level of energy for you. Um, and depending on what your goals are in life and what you're trying to achieve, um, you need to shift into an energy that's going to allow you to achieve the results that you're looking to achieve. So energy leadership is about finding that alignment between thought, feeling, and action to achieve the results that you want. And how do we start about doing that? How do we begin that journey? Yeah, so I think the first level is awareness. Um, the first thing is just having that awareness. And, you know, I I've, will spend a full session with my clients um, doing something called a get unstuck assessment. And that's the energy leadership um, that I'm talking about where I'm really trying to figure out how do you operate? How do you typically respond to stress? How do you typically respond when things are going the way they normally go for you? Um, and so step one with energy leadership is just having an awareness. How do I react? Because it gets you out of robot reaction mode and it allows you to step back and look at things from a 30,000 foot view and say, huh, Oh, okay, that's how I react to stress. That's how I react when I'm scared. That's how I react when I'm happy. And then the question just becomes, is that serving me? And if it is not, what kind of reaction would serve you well? And then we work on helping people step into that. It has to be a total shift. A total it? shift. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Because the more that I'm listening to you, 
the more it's becoming um, evident that it has to be, in a way, a whole life shift in order That's to right. be successful and to main, maintain that success. My grandfather always used to say to me, I grew up on a farm and we had a lot of trees and a lot of countryside and um, he was actually quite old when I was young and he was very wise and whenever I would argue with the children in the village he would say to me go and sit on that bench or go and sit in that tree we had these trees or go and sit on the swing and I would think, why is he telling me to do this? This is not even an answer. But I realized later in life, he was trying to shift my view, my perspective, not to think about it there in that moment, but actually to open my mind. Yes, I love that. I love that story. You know, so that I could not think about it. And I was more than busy climbing the tree or I was on the swing or I was sitting on the bench talking to the flowers because suddenly that matter was unimportant. Yes. My mind was totally somewhere else and I was present in that moment. That's the key, yeah. You became mm. present and you were able to step. Most of us, when we're in a stressful or um, a situation full of friction, you're mm. just in it. And it's, it's, you have to find a way to re remove yourself from that, exactly what your grandfather did, which is so cool. Mm. But yeah, you, you got to find a way to step outside of that, give yourself some space to look at what's really happening here. And mm. is that serving me? If not, what? do I need to step into with my thoughts, feeling and action that will serve me in this situation? And it's finding your own way, isn't it? Because what he taught me then, even then as a child, if I was upset, I'd go and sit on the swing and I'd make songs up in my head and, you know, <laughs> stories because I thought, I quite like this, actually. You know, I can have time to myself and just by, be in my own little world. And that yes. was my method, you know, to find serenity. You know what we were talking about earlier? Even though the world might be going mad, we've got to stay sane. We've got to find our peaceful sanctuary within us to find the answer. That's right. And that's what coaching is all about is yeah. I don't have a magical answer that I can hand you on a silver platter. You've got the answer. And my job is to pull that out of you. And it's not about right or wrong. Oh, if you do it this way, it's right. If you do it that way, it's wrong. Um, it's about what serves you and what serves you might be different than what serves me. And that's okay. Yes, this is, this is the freedom isn't it, is that we are all different and we just have to find our own way. And what you do is really, in a way, reminding people that they already have the answer. Yes, that's absolutely right. They already have the answer within them and it's my job to pull that to the forefront. Um, and a lot of that, um, you know, when it comes to career change at least, and people think, I don't know what I want to do. Um, that's part of the activities and assessments um, that I give them to figure out what are your greatest strengths? What are your personality type? Um, what are your motivators? Um, what is your, your job functions that put you into a state of flow? What are your values, right? So people mm -hmm. have all that within them, but I'm pulling it out of them and then helping them make sense of that so we can align it with a career that brings them joy. And that's a powerful gift. That's a really powerful gift because it is really the gift of oneself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a powerful process. It's, it's really cool to, to watch people kind of come to me feeling confused and lost and scared. Um, and by the time, six months is the perfect amount of time um, because by the time I release them back out there, um, they're feeling confident, they have clarity, and they have an action plan. That's steps three through five is build the bridge. And you notice we don't create this massive action plan until first we overcome the inner 
obstacles. And second, we get the, the clarity. And only once those two things occur, do we build out the actual bridge? Okay, let's get you there. I, I liken it to, you know, when people or when you have animals or people that have gone through a lot in life, you know, because we're all living beings or you have a bird sanctuary, in a way you are that safe place that somehow restores them ready to face life again, which, is, like very, which is very beautiful. You give them that space to find their wings, to I find like their that. life. Well, and it's definitely the niche that I work with. Um, you know, these are highly successful corporate women that, you know, like 24-7 in their jobs, they're just go, 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 get profit. Um, you know, they're worried about their team. They're worried about, you know, all these things that come with the stress of a corporate job. So this is really just that time to take a breath and we're, we're just focusing on you and that is it. Yes. That is so needed as well, because we are after all human beings and we need that time. And sometimes being in the corporate world and being highly successful, we forget, we forget, Absolutely. you know, and and that's where you come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I always say this too, I'm, I'm sure you're of the same mindset, but even coaches need coaches. I have yeah. a coach. Uh, and I'm with her for an entire year. And it's, it's been incredible because you need somebody else that's objective to reflect back to you what's really going on and help you build that strategy. Um, and it's life-changing. Yes, we all need somebody, you know, even the people who are in these roles such as us, um, we need somebody. We need somebody put, to put it into perspective sometimes because we are all fragile human beings we yeah. have a huge immense of power within us but also the flip side of that is that you know if we weren't to breathe for 10 minutes we wouldn't be here so that show, sh shows us you know the power and the frailty of our life yes. which is it, it's a, it's a very sort of it's a tightrope of life you know, that trying to get that balance, trying to get that equilibrium in our life is not so easy. Now, Betty, how do you find that balance? What do you do to relax and, you know, to switch off from this very, very high powered job that you have? Yeah, so I, and I hope you and your listeners don't mind. I'm, I'm constantly quoting books because no, I, I just, cool. Go ahead. I'm I love reading lot. and research. Um, and that's P.S. The cool thing about life is it's like all the knowledge we need is out there in the universe. It's just finding it. That's part of what I do is I, I find this stuff and I synthesize it. Um, into something that makes sense. But I love this book called, and it's also an audio, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Have you heard of that one? Something rings a bell. I think somebody else mentioned that to me. So good. The Miracle Morning. And, um, you know, part of that is, is just how your mornings are super powerful in setting you up for the rest of the day. And if you start your day, your morning, very frenzied and you roll out of bed and ugh, haphazard, it's, it's a trickle down effect for the rest of your day. So instead, um, part of some of the things I do that were mentioned in this book, um, I take time to do some meditation each morning. And I personally um, love guided meditations. So I will either use the Headspace app um, or even YouTube. You can Google guided meditations, um, visualizations. I'll do that to just get centered, start my day. I go through a list of gratitudes. So I have a list of all the things I'm grateful for. And I read those out loud. And I, and I don't just read them and brush over. I really absorb the power of how grateful I feel for even the smallest thing, like the sun shining in my window. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm grateful for that. Um, and then I do something physical. I take a run or um, I do a little physical activity, get the blood pumping. But consistently doing that each morning sets the tone for the rest of the day and keeps me centered. 
Yes, I have heard of that, actually, because another guest mentioned it to me. And he said that it actually changed his life. Yeah. Because, yeah, because he actually said that he began to cherish life more and cherish his own soul more by giving it the time and the space to be able to have that relaxation, to be able to absorb the beauty of life. Absolutely. And it's, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I want to roll out of bed and just start working. And that, I mean, that's the cool thing of having a job you love. I can't wait. I can't wait to start working. But it's really important to nurture, like the, exactly what you said, nurture your soul um, like that. It's, it's like watering a plant. You know, you, you have to keep doing that. You have to. I've learned that. Um, I love plants and I love flowers. I don't know about you, Betty, but what I like is that um, cycle of where they're closed and then because you're nurturing them and you're looking after them and you're watering them, they become these beautiful, you know, beings of their own, um, of light in effect, and that give so much joy and beauty. And I always think of that as us as human beings, that if we are nurtured and loved and, you know, given respect, imagine what we can achieve. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And the only person that can do that for you is yourself. Yes. Yes. That's, right? that's the magic of it. And um, that's why we need people like you to remind us of that as well. Mm. Now, Betty, what would you like because i know you do a four-part video series um that you can promote to the listeners here tell us a little bit about that yeah so i i did create a, a free four-part video training series and i really tried to pack it full of um not just fluff but useful um, actionable um, things to take away and mm -hmm. it's on how to transition from an unfulfilling job to a career that you love and in that free four-part video series I walk you through all five steps that are a part of my program um, to get you from I'm not happy or I was laid off and I don't know what to do all the mm -hmm. way through okay now I have clarity and I know exactly what I need to do in order to land that next job and where can they find this? Yeah, so um, I can share a link with you. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely on my website. So bettykempa.com. Um, if you go to my website, there will be a space on the homepage, which promotes the free training series. Um, but I'll also send you a link um, if you're able to share that with your listeners. Yes, I will do. I will do. Now, if people would like to contact you, Betty, where is the best place um, for them to do that and to find out more about what you do and the five-step career bliss coaching program? Where is the best place to contact you? Yeah, so um, definitely if you head over to my website, there's a contact me uh, page on my website. You can also reach me at coachbetty at bettykempa.com. And lastly, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Okay. So these are all the places that people are free to come to um, communicate with you. And then they can take it from there with regards to becoming a client, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. I try to make myself accessible with um, a lot of different touch points. Wonderful. Now, Coming to a close now, it has been fascinating, really. And I know this is going to be a very, very helpful thing for people out there that are really transitioning from difficult times. And maybe also to give people the courage to change their life, to be more fulfilled. Because as the world has shown us, life is but a blink of an eye. Yeah. Now, I always ask my guests this, Betty, what words of wisdom or advice or inspiration would you like to share with the listeners that has helped you? Yeah, so I think when I, again, you know, I, I got to put myself back in that headspace when, you know, I was laid off 
and I was scared and I was the breadwinner and I, you know, supported my family and I didn't know um, where my income was coming from next, right? I, I'm putting myself back in that headspace. But what really helped me get through that time is, again, just the notion that whatever happens, whatever comes my way, I can handle it. And I just drilled that into my head every morning. No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I can handle it. Because it's the belief that we can't handle what comes our way that puts us into a place of fear. Um, so really developing that confidence in yourself and knowing it's okay to feel afraid and to do it anyway. It's okay to feel the fear and do it anyway. Continue to take steps to move towards your goal. And actually, um, to see how brave we are. Yeah. Step into that bravery. Take a micro, uh, a micro action towards being brave each and every day. I absolutely adore that. And I'm going to remember you always for that, Jem, because it is really something that you can employ in any situation in life. It's not how afraid are you, but how brave are you? And that can change your life. 360 degrees in an instant. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Betty, for joining me. You know, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much, Mimi. It's, it's been great um, speaking with you and, and you have such an inspirational way about you. So um, I really appreciate having this conversation uh, and so do you because you're so knowledgeable betty i could talk to you all day i, I, had, I have loads <laughs> of questions to ask you because you're so knowledgeable about things and this is what i love i love when i talk to somebody and they say well actually did you know this 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 and it goes on to, to another journey <laughs> to another place to another planet and this is what i love and that is something i understand why you are such a successful lady well, thanks so much, Mimi. Uh, I wish you all the very best. And please do come again sometime and join us. Absolutely. All right, then. Take care. Thanks, Mimi. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye now. Betty Kemper. What a knowledgeable lady, really, who has really a powerful stance in her work and is such a successful businesswoman who helps so many people in such high profile jobs but also has shared her wisdom today amazing thank you so much for listening and for joining me today i hope that what you heard today was of some help especially in these times until the next episode Look after yourselves and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.mimi.com. Mimi Novik.co.uk